Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Classic. This is episode 23. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And hello, I am Miles P. McLaughlin. And if you've never joined us for a classic, what we do is we take interviews that we've released, oh, maybe two years ago, mm-hmm. um, and they've been a part of like a, a whole show, the, the Sci-Fi Diner regular show, so there's a lot of news and trivia, and a lot of the, the news really becomes dated fast miles. True. Yeah, and so what we do is we strip out all the stuff and we give you just the interview, and tonight we have a very special interview. Who are we interviewing tonight? Um, Ms. Catherine Hicks. And how would people know Catherine Hicks? I mean, that's a name that... Not many people know these days. Well, if if if, if you watched Seventh Heaven, um, and that show was on for a good many years, she played the mom in that show. Um, right. But but if you uh, if you remember, but if if you think of Star Trek IV: The Voyage Home, uh, she was um, uh, she, she she played uh, sort of the love interest for uh, Captain Kirk in that movie. Uh, she played the whale uh, biologist and. Uh, and she was also in the first, I believe, the first Chucky movie, too. The, oh, um, she was. Yes. Yes, she was in Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. and You did this interview by yourself. This was my first solo interview, and so <laughs> right. I was a little concerned how that went. But fortunately, my interview subject was uh, a pure gem. I mean, she was just fantastic. Yeah. Um, she's just a very lovely, sweet lady. Um, fascinated by the whole podcasting thing. I mean, she, you know, our, our little recorder, she kind of, you know, was... You know, intrigued by that, and so she, um, so very unassuming lady. I mean, I think she was kind of surprised that people might still be interested in what she's doing. But um, I went to her session the Friday night, fell in love with her. She was just fantastic. Um, Miles, you just said that in the podcast that you fell in love with her. Well, What's Katie going to say? <laughs> um, well, I, in the same sense that uh, Katie is is in love with, uh, you know, Christopher Hemsworth. Uh, no, okay, you know, <laughs> all right. You know, so, um, no, she was, again, fantastic lady, fantastic uh, interview. And the subject. crowd, she did really well at short. Crowds well, loved her. There. If I remember correctly, the crowds loved her so much they bought all her pictures. Yeah, she sold out. She had to get more, I think. They had to buy them from the vendors. I mean, she was a huge hit at, at Shorely that year. And so, um, I, so yeah, I uh, can't say enough good things about her. Awesome. Well, we're here. We're going to bring you that interview from Shorely 32. This is Catherine Hicks from Star Trek. Hello, sci-fi fans. This is Katherine Hicks, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. All right, who are you? And don't jerk me around anymore. I want to know how you know that. We can't tell you that. But But if if you let me finish... I can tell you that we're not in the military, and we intend no harm towards the whales. Then what do you In say? fact, we may be able to help you in ways that, frankly, you couldn't possibly imagine. Or believe, I'll bet. Very likely. You're not exactly catching us at our best. That much is certain. I have a hunch that we'd all be a lot happier discussing this over dinner. What do you say? You guys like Italian? No. Yes. No. No. Yes. No. Yes. I love Italian. And so do you. Yes. 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it takes a special person who could do uh, horror classics, Star Trek, and a long-running successful family drama and do it well. We are speaking with such a person today, the lovely Miss uh, Catherine Hicks. Miss Hicks, welcome and thank you for taking time to talk with us on the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. I, I'm very baffled and mystified by how you reach so many people on the computer, because I haven't entered that world yet. Uh, we've been very fortunate. Um, we, we get about an average of 600,000 downloads. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. Right. So the Internet's allowed. Yeah, Internet's good. Amateurs like us to you know, yeah. do this thing. Yeah. I had a chance to watch your Q&A session yesterday, and I, and I loved it. Thank you. I didn't know what I was going to say, but I, I don't know. You just go out there and hope you'll think of stuff. I, I think everybody loved it. I, th- I think so, too. Thanks. Star Trek, uh, Voyage Home is considered a favorite among fans. Um, what was it like working on Star Trek Four? with uh, Well, what was fun for me is that I didn't know anything about Star Trek. I didn't watch the series. I didn't, I don't know, I was in school or something, you know. So when I went to audition, I, you know, I read the script and I thought, this is a great role, you know. I don't, you know, it's a Star Trek movie, but I love this character and that she loves the whales. And um, so I really worked hard and I auditioned with Leonard Nimoy and I didn't know what a Transformer was. I was reacting to something real tall and sparkly and he was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what, what, what do you think a Transformer is? I said, I don't know, like a big Christmas tree. He said, no, no, no. And he went over to his desk and pulled out this little thing. And so, I mean, uh, it was all a big uh, um, discovery for me. And I think it worked for the character because she didn't know anything either. Oh, yeah, she was totally innocent. Yeah, and I, and I think that was actually good that I I didn't have to pretend that I did not know what was going on. I, like I said to Bill and Leonard before a take, um, you know, where we beam up, I said, what should I be playing here? I mean, what does it feel like to beam up? And they said, it tingles. <laughs> so, you know, just fun stuff like that, like a Wonderland. I felt like Alice in Wonderland. What was Leonard English directing style? He was very calm. He's very, uh, very calm, very intelligent, very gentle man, um, very wise. So uh, it was very, you know, deep and, and calm. Now you told a great story about how you kind of take your life in your hands to film this one scene. I know you already told that story yesterday, but for the sake of our listeners, can you, can you tell that again? Oh, well, um, when I jump in, when I bump into the invisible spaceship, you know, no, nobody know, knew how we should do it, so they thought, well, tie a rope around her, and then when I come to the end of my rope, I'll naturally be pulled back, and it'll look like I'm, I can, I just ran into something. Well, I got nervous before the take, and I wrapped the the, um, the rope around my finger, and so uh, instead of my waist getting the full thrust of whatever my weight times my velocity was, my finger got it, and it was uh, it all it could have come off, but it didn't, and we stopped, and everybody tended to it, and I ended up playing it. Um, I said, let me try one take where I just, you know, stop myself, and that's the one they used. So we didn't need to do the rope at all. It's amazing how we as the viewers don't know how often you actors have to take your life 
your hands sometimes when you film something like that? Well, yeah, like my first job after New York, I was doing a TV movie with Steve Gutenberg, and, you know, they had me dive into a, a lake, and no one had checked it. It was one foot deep, but it was all mud, so I didn't hurt myself. But if it had been rock, you know, I, I would have been dead. Um, I would still say that they don't protect actors. Um, it's, you know, um, you just got to you gotta really protect yourself on a set. Mm-hmm. I heard while you're filming a scene with uh, William Shatner, you did a little improv that kind of surprised him a little. Uh, can you tell us what happened there? At the end? Yeah. Yeah, well, I just thought we had been through so much, and I, I had felt that it was a romance in a way, you know, that I definitely, I mean, the dialogue, I mean, we were, it was written very sort of sweet and flirty, and and we both shared the the, the, the poetry of William Blake, and I just, um, I thought we sh- I thought I should kiss him goodbye. I thought we should kiss. Um, so I, I put that in where I, I kiss him and whisper in his ears. I wanted something to be sort of sexy and close. Hence the surprise. Yeah. Surprise again. Yeah, he, I think he, he, uh, yeah, I, I don't think he, no, he didn't see it coming. But, um, you know, I know the actor in him thought it was a good choice. I think it was too. After the movie, you took up the cause that your character was uh, taking on. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I didn't want to be just this actor who's like talking about the whales while the movie's being promoted and then do nothing. So I joined with Greenpeace and spent a couple of years actively helping. Um, they're a great organization. And, you know, really, they killing whales was on the decline because of all the protests around the world, largely due to Greenpeace. And, and uh, now, um, as people probably know, it's very shocking, but, you know, killing whales is back again. It's back on the um, upswing, and it's just unbelievable to me. I don't think we, we know what's going on. I mean, no, they, they like it in Japan. They make money off it. It's a delicacy, and, um, you know, I would suggest always, like when I work for Darfur, um, if, you know, if you send $10 to Greenpeace, it'll really help. If anyone there really wants to do something, it's hard to take time. It's hard, blah, blah, blah. But it's very easy to write a check and go online and find out Greenpeace. And the money really helps. It helps in Darfur when people send money to Catholic Relief Services or World Hunger. You know, it goes to the camps and helps feed these people who are displaced. It's better to do something than nothing. I'm glad you're saying something to bring some awareness to this. I think it's something. Well, it's one thing, you know, to me, it's one thing to be aware. But in a way, it's bullshit unless you do something to change the situation. And um, the easiest thing to do is is write a check, you know, and I think everyone can do that. We're, you know, we're, we're not ter- we're not in dire straits. We're, we're in bad situation now in America, but it, America's never as bad off as other nations. Um, can you tell us uh, what are the future projects we can look forward to seeing you? Well, there's a bunch of um, independent movies I've done um, that I'm forgetting. I just finished two in Los Angeles. Um, my, the, you know, you'll have to... I don't don't they have something where you can look up my name? IMDB. I am what? Uh, Internet Movie Database. Oh, yeah. That, that's it. <laughs> because uh, I'm just blanking. I did one last week and the one week before. I have a, a lifetime thing called Stranger 
picture with my face and a couple of webisodes. Uh, my name is Jerry, other films. So I'm just doing whatever, you know, comes along. As long as I don't have to kiss a girl or take my panties off. Right. I heard you say it. So yeah, I, I, I think this is a great story for our listeners. How you met your husband. Well, um, I, uh, I another great role that came my way was playing this mom, and it was a horror film, but I was in denial. Like, yeah, I know it's a horror film, but I really want to play this role. And uh, it was well-written. We had a good director, great producers, and Chris Sarandon, who's like a very valid actor. And um, we were in Chicago doing all the scenes, you know, um, between the boy and him and myself. And then they said, you know, they reminded me, when we get back to L.A., we're going to, you know, then we're going to deal with the doll. I was like, oh, great, Chucky. Yeah, that's going to be fun. So I go to set, and um, they say, there's Kevin Yeager. He created the doll. He's only 25 years old. I looked over, and I was like the cutest guy I've ever laid eyes on in my life. And I I went, oh, my God. So every time Chucky came near me, Kevin would have to, like, put the bite marks on my arm or get the doll. And I would just get so nervous. And so I began to like Chucky very much. And uh, we ended up uh, at the last, at the wrap party. Um, I said, do I just couldn't, I, I will never see you again. We never even spoke, but I like your doll. And anyway, we got together. And um, I, I insisted he take my phone number. And we've been married 20 years this May. Congratulations. Thanks. Uh, I got to tell you, when I saw Star Trek Four for the first time, I saw it in a theater in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Family, and uh, people in Brooklyn, New York are a little different than being in Pennsylvania. After they saw the movie, we all applauded. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. My dad's from Brooklyn. Bay Ridge, yeah. My, my family, too, Bay Ridge. 89th Street and Ridge Boulevard. Um, my, my family was living in the 70s. I have oh. a couple lives uh, on Shore Road. Shore Road. Oh, yeah. Know it well. So, uh, no, that's, that's great. Yeah. So, that's all I have. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you.